0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Big Six Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will and I'm your host. It is Thursday, May 26th. If you are listening to the podcast in audio form, if you're watching on YouTube, it could possibly be Wednesday, May 25th. We're going to continue on with our win total discussion division by division. We have done the um, <laughs> AFC North and the AFC East. And today... We'll do the AFC South, a rare pivot from the uh from the AFC East for Tyler Sullivan, aka Sully. Uh, you're gonna be hitting up uh hitting up the Colts and Titans instead of the Pats and, and that crew. What's up, buddy?
1: I like it. I like shaking it up, Bill. It's not bad. Yeah. How you
0: doing? I mean, do you ever feel like I mean, I guess you don't because you have like three gigantic Patriots <laughs> banners behind you, but like do you ever feel a little typecast as the big the, the Patriots guy? Like you wanna be like, hey, look. I want to spread my wings, okay? I'm not a little
1: bit, but it's not like I'm, you know, like, you know, not the smirch breach before last season, but it's not like I'm like the Bengals guy where it's like,
0: yeah! you know, like- no, 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 it's just, I mean, you are, it's like a, a quasi dunk. Like, it is true. Like, people are like, uh, can you, you just want to cover the Panthers? I'm like, no, I'm not really. I, yeah. I, in fact, nah, not at all. Like, I don't want anything to do with them
1: like you know outside of like maybe the cowboys or something like that. Like, i mean this is a pretty good, you it's know, pretty, good beat. Yeah. pretty good beat to be typecast to. so i'm not really gonna
0: complain yeah. too too much yeah and like again yeah you know, like my um interest in me for like radio hits and stuff goes way up when the panthers are good yeah you know it's just like oh like, hey, you're you're close to it it's like you know i live like two and a half hours from the panther <laughs> stadium like i don't i'm not even really like i'm closer to i can get to the washington commandos before i can get to like it's faster to get to the Commandos than it is to the Panthers, but but yeah. I, anyway,
1: I Just depends it. on how you know. I'm I'm not particularly super close to Gillette either. And depending on when you get there, I was uh I went to the Garth Brooks concert last weekend, and it took me forever to get there.
0: How I was mean, that? How was that show?
1: It was a good time. Really fun.
0: Are you a country guy, or is that like a oh, lady? Yeah. Come guy? on, now. really?
1: Yeah, yeah, I like country. Okay.
0: Come on. I mean, look, I grew up on Garth Brooks, so I mean, I got no problem with it. I mean, yeah, he's it was fun. He's got the him last, got show. him
1: last second. It wasn't wasn't super planned, but uh,
0: but probably wasn't super cheap then either. No,
1: no, it was, it was, but they were, uh, they were given to us uh, for face value. So it wasn't like it was oh, anything super crazy. Yeah. Friends of yeah, friends.
0: That's great. Yeah. It was good um, did he close? Did he encore with friends in low places?
1: Yes. I mean, of course.
0: Yeah. I mean, don't you think, wouldn't you get, I mean, speaking you typecast. Like, I mean, I guess you're making like hundreds of millions of dollars a year or whatever. I mean, or like 30, yeah, $50 million a year, whatever Garth Brooke makes. I mean, he has to, I mean, is he a billionaire? He has to be that like, kind of close. He's been doing this for a long time. Yeah, and I mean July was pretty packed.
1: I think he did it for two nights too, so it was you know that's that's a nice little ticket there.
0: Net worth. Um, what would you guess his net worth? Uh, okay, yeah. Oh, okay, uh, yeah. What would you guess his net worth is? Ah, uh, yeah, no, he's
1: not a billionaire. Not maybe Not a, a billionaire. So, uh, two hundred fifty million,
0: four hundred million. Okay, all right. Well, his okay. also his salary that's is ninety better. million per year. So like, maybe, maybe, maybe do about yeah, not bad. Yeah if, yeah, if I was making, I, I guess if you're making $90 billion a year, your lifestyle is such that you can't really save much more than, you know. Right, right. I mean, $20 million a year. Like I'm
1: sure I'm sure the, the billionaire life is great, but how much different is it from that? I mean, right, right. you're still, <laughs> yeah, you're still right, living exactly. pretty good.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. Oh, I forgot he's married to Trisha Yearwood. Whew. Man, they are rich. Anywho, we'll stay in the South. <laughs> um and we'll talk about the afc south for today's podcast we will begin with the indianapolis colts the favorite to win the division although essentially a coin flip with the tennessee titans they both they have almost the, they have the exact same uh win turtle we'll get to the titans next uh maybe indy just got the maybe it was alphabetical i don't know why debo picks what he does um i guess they're slight favorites to win the division nine and eight record in 2021 of course that 98 record marred significantly by a Week 18 loss to the Jacksonville Jaguars, which eventually had Carson Wentz shipped out of town because the Colts missed the playoffs. All they had to do was a, like a 17-point favorite on the road. was going win in Jacksonville. They couldn't do it. And Wentz got shipped off. They bring in Matt Ryan. And then this past week, just as sort of a kick in the uh, kick in the old Wentzoids, they also signed Nick Foles, who has a statue outside of um, whatever Philly's jail slash uh stadium is called these days the clink the link i can't remember anyway um (laughs) no now i'm I'm like forgetting what philly is called because i was being sarcastic they also had stefan gilmore Roddy mcleod and brought in dennis kelly as well uh to be to like they brought in several guys on the offensive line um the goal being like last year they had eric fisher starting at left tackle Um, And that just clearly didn't work out. So they brought in Matt Pryor. They drafted Bernard Raymond. And now they have Dennis Kelly in there as well to try and solve the left tackle position ahead of uh, the season beginning. Indianapolis lost Carson Wentz, of course, in a trade, but they got some nice picks back. Marlon Mack signed away, uh, departing as a free agent. And Jack Doyle retired. Rakia Sin also traded to Las Vegas. They brought back in Yannick Ngakwe as part of that deal. They are... Over under nine and a half with the over juiced to minus minus one twenty five. Sully, so what are your, um, I know, you know, we did like, I, I think you're maybe less high on Matt. Are you in the, you are kind of in the medium rare on Matt Ryan camp, maybe?
1: No, no, no. I was high on Matt Ryan. Um okay. less high on, on Tennessee's quarterback, Ryan Tannehill. Ah, it, right. it, I just can't imagine. It's not the, you can't really do this from year to year. Cause again, the schedule is different. The rosters are different. Circumstances are different. But I just very basically look at this and say Matt Ryan over Carson Wentz. They are it's more than one game better. It's at the very least one game better, one more win than they were a year ago. So when you look at it just like that, I mean, I think that the Matt Ryan impact is going to be pretty significant for them. I, I even put them as a, a sleeper kind of Super Bowl team there long shot when we were talking about this earlier Mm. when I was last on the pod too. That's right. I I like them in the division to win this one. And if you look at the schedule, I mean, what a soft opening that you can have back-to-back games against the Texans and Jaguars to begin your season. I mean, that is as soft of a landing zone to get things situated before you take on a team like the Chiefs in week three. That, for me, that is a great way for them to get that momentum going. And then you look at the rest of it. I know they, they do have difficult opponents Against the Chiefs, you get the Broncos, you know, even maybe Philadelphia in the in the Raiders and all that. But overall, you're facing the Commanders, you're facing a Steelers team. There's a lot of areas here where you can stack up wins for them. So I like the over.
0: Yeah, I would lean towards the over with him as well. I think you could um, maybe make the case that a uh, potentially, well, you could make the case that a better bet. Might be to win the division at plus 100. Yeah. I think it's even money. Um, Now, the downside is they could win. So they could, they could win nine games and win the division this year. I don't think that's out of the question. Go nine and eight, win the division. Tennessee's not as good. Maybe get a tiebreaker right there. You could also win 10 games and not win the division. So there's, there's some danger here for sure. Um, Look at the top part of their schedule. You mentioned open up at, you know, Houston and Jacksonville start. I mean, my Indianapolis spidey sense just kind of gives me pause if this were carson Wentz starting i would definitely i would like pencil them in to lose one of these two games
1: yeah
0: i do think matt ryan look if they get the left tackle position solved and that offensive line is healthy throughout most of the season like this is one of the best offensive lines in football quentin nelson is a perennial all pro and matt ryan i think will be people aren't people are really underestimating just how Bad the protection was for Matt Ryan the last few years. And like how little like he was the defense wasn't good. So he was constantly behind schedule, constantly having to throw, constantly under pressure. Now, of course, this defense might take a step back with Gus Bradley running it versus Matt Eberflus. I think that's entirely possible. Um, so you know, I, I, I don't know. I just look at it, and I, those are those are two things that I think about. And I, I don't think it would be crazy if they lost either Houston or Jacksonville to start the season just because Indy seems to do weird things like
1: that. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's certainly, you know, smart to point out there. But the other thing that I think is worth noting, too, is, I mean, you can probably say some of their hardest games of the season against the Chiefs, against the Chargers, against the Philadelphia Eagles, possibly, all those are at home. Yeah, like that is something that you do need to notice. There, I mean, at Denver is going to be difficult. At Vegas is going to be difficult. Even maybe even going to New England could be difficult, depending on how the Patriots turn out this season. They're, I mean, they're,
0: they're they're three hardest. Not, I mean, don't you can't. I don't think you count divisional road games because you, yep. you. Yeah, you have those. You just, they exist. Yeah. I mean, at New England, at Las Vegas, at Dallas, and you can maybe quibble and say maybe at Minnesota. Like, but those are all kind of winnable games. Like, yeah, I don't think you're, they'll be you're in that. You know, if they're if they're not a good football team by November or they're like a, you know playing like an average football team by November, they could absolutely be touchdown dogs to Dallas. But other than that, it would be pretty shocking if they were more than like three or four point road dogs at any in any game this season.
1: I was just going to say that three, three and a half is is probably what you're looking at here, which is pretty good,
0: yeah. I mean, they're eight point road favorites in week one against Houston. So, yeah, again, we know how that's worked out for any of the past. But that's a great point about the home and the home and the road splits, and they can thank Carson Wentz in part because they, you know, they didn't, you know, they didn't make the playoffs. Easier schedule. I think yeah. I would have to go over on this if I I look at it and I have them. So let's say they go. What do you think? Three and one after the first four weeks. Yep. Sure. Okay. The loss to KC, yep. and and maybe you know maybe they beat KC and maybe they lose at Jacksonville. Like, who knows? I just three and one. I think two and two. Worst case. Their next four games: Broncos versus the Jet ja- at, at, Bron- at Broncos is a tougher. Sorry, I missed that one. Yeah, that's that's top that's, one. that's the top. That's probably the top road game. They could be uh, if they're three and one, they won't be huge dogs. Though. If they're one and three, they will be. Mm-hmm. Uh, versus Jacksonville at Tennessee versus Washington. I mean, I'll give them the split with Tennessee just to be conservative. So, sure. what five and three coming out of that second stretch? Then at New England at Las Vegas, I think that's a pretty. I think that's fair to split those. Mm-hmm. And then finally the final three games before their week fourteen by versus Philly versus Pittsburgh at Dallas. So we got them at six and four of those final three games. They hold serve against Philly and Pittsburgh. Yeah. All right. So eight and eight and five going into the going into the week fourteen bye. Like that's you you're feeling if you got the over nine and a half and they're eight and five, and that's I feel like that's kind of conservative. They could be yeah. seven and oh, six. So. Yeah. But like you feel like they should win at least two of their final four games at Minnesota coming out of the bye, not an easy one versus the chargers on the day after Christmas. And then at new at the giants and versus the Texans, like that feels like two and two to me. And that gets us to, uh, what? 10 and seven. Right.
1: I mean, you're almost, you know, you're almost halfway there with just your, and again, I know your indie spidey senses are tingling at the start of the year, but you just look at how this, this season is bookended with this, with this team at Texans, at Jaguars, and then you finish up at Giants versus Texans. I mean, those are four wins, very winnable games there at the tail end in the beginning of your season, right there.
0: If 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 they happen to go two and two in those four games, then you're probably losing this over. Yeah. I think you need to go four and oh in those in those games. Unless, unless you got a surprise at Denver versus the Chiefs or at you know at Las Vegas. You know.
1: And they get the and again, the like you said, the Vikings game in Minnesota, sneaky difficult, but you are coming off the bye too.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I I like the over here. I don't think it's a slam dunk, but if this team is, if the defense doesn't take a huge drop off with Gus Bradley and look, there are some questions about Gus Bradley as a defensive coordinator. I absolutely am here for it. Uh, And if, but if Matt Ryan, I think Matt Ryan should counteract that as an upgrade at quarterback. And so I like the over here. I think I gave it out on Bill Barnwell's pod. Um, But as, as Bill immediately pointed out to me, maybe there's a better bet on an over under with an AFC South team. That could be the under on the Tennessee Titans. If it, like if you'd like Indianapolis to be a 10-win-ish team, but you're not sure if they're definitely going to win 10 games, you can always just take the under on the Titans who have a very difficult schedule, very difficult schedule, and who are, you know, look, I mean, they they lost A.J. Brown this offseason. They traded A.J. Brown to Philadelphia. Julio Jones was released. Janoris Jenkins was released you know, John Brown, a lot line, a productive linebacker signed with Las Vegas. You have Roger Saffold who signed with Buffalo. Like, so you're, you're taking Rashawn Evans, you know, signed, signed with Atlanta. Like there's they added Robert Woods and added Austin Hooper. I drafted Malik Willis. You know, they're you know, there are, Mike Vrabel's teams compete year in and year out. I don't think they're going to like crater, but they've also grown nine and seven a lot or nine and yeah, nine and seven a lot. I guess now it'd be nine and eight, but, yeah, with an over-under of 9.5 and, and the under minus uh, – they don't have the same odds. Under minus 125, you start to look at this schedule, Sully, and I think maybe there's an easier chance of the Titans going under than the Colts going over.
1: Yeah, and I, and I would lean the under here too. And you can kind of just ride the narrative a little bit too because, again, Ryan Tannehill is someone who I've talked about on here with you a couple of times. We do feel like he's plateaued a little bit. I mean, obviously, the tail end of last season was was not great for him. And if that downward trajectory continues, you're going to have to wonder, you know, when are you going to have that conversation of is Malik Willis going to start to see time? And and then you look at this schedule. I mean, what is that week nine on that gauntlet of Kansas city, Denver, green Bay, Cincinnati. I mean, that is a murderer's road. It's, it's ridiculous. It is ridiculous that that like, is their schedule.
0: So, I mean, really you could even say from, all right. So, just listen, all right, this schedule is really hard. I mean, like really hard. So like they have their first five games and then a week six bye, which I don't think NFL teams like. You know, a week six bye means you're getting that bye out of the way so early in a 17-game season, and you've got this running back in Derrick Henry who you, you know, would love to give like a mid to late season break for because he's been dealing with injuries. And um, they open – so they get the Giants at home in week one. Then they're at Buffalo. I think one and one. I think most yep. logical people would say one and one Raiders at home at the Colts. So we're at two and two and then at the Washington commanders. I mean, I'm down enough on Washington where I'll give them three and two going into the week six by in, yep. and, and I would, I think, I think four and one is entirely possible if they won in Indianapolis, but I think three and two is probably that's falling right along with what the Vegas lines will be. Right. Yep. So you're three and two and you come out of the week six by, and you're hosting the Colts, so you know give them the win if you want. That's four and two. But like you're saying, from I mean week seven on is you're hosting a your chief division rival. You have two road games against the bad teams in your division still remaining on the calendar. You also have the uh, the Jaguars at home, and then the rest of it is Kansas City, Denver, Green Bay, Cincinnati, Philadelphia, the Chargers, and the Cowboys. That is brutal. Like.
1: I don't think that there's a harder schedule down the stretch in the NFL, to be honest. No, I mean how the, can they, that be?
0: And the Chiefs, Packers, Eagles, Chargers are all on the road. So let's say you win Indianapolis. I'll get you know we'll give them Houston too, I guess. What do we say? Three and two, so that's five and two. Chiefs lost. And, and look, the Titans have beaten a lot of good teams. Um so Yeah, like to know. the to their credit, like to the t- to Tennessee's
1: credit. Out of all of the wide receivers that we've seen depart this offseason, as talented as A.J. Brown is, I almost feel like just because of the way that Tennessee plays, they they run that offense through Derrick Henry, they may be able to absorb that type of a loss better than a Green Bay losing Devontae Adams or better than a Kansas City losing a guy like Tyreek Hill, just simply of how they run their offense. Sure. But it is still going to be a tough road for them. I mean, you know, yeah. even though you can cushion that type of a blow, of a of a loss, maybe better than others by how you play. I don't know if you get into these track meets with a with a with all of these teams that we see. I don't know how much Derrick Henry is going to be able to help you there.
0: Yeah, I forgot to include that obviously that they drafted Traylon Burks in the first round. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But it's like, I mean, Traylon Burks and Robert Woods is not AJ Brown and Robert Woods. You know, like right. I mean, he's a you know, rookie wide receiver. I mean, I would so of these non divisional games where it's KC, Denver, Green Bay, Cincy, Philly, Chargers, and Cowboys. So, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games. What do you think the record is in those? Two and five? Yeah. Yeah. So, all of a sudden, if you're at five and three, three and two, five and two, you know, that puts you at seven and seven. And then it's – Um. Then then you fill it in with two games against Jacksonville and one against Houston. So it's like, can you sweep Jacksonville, who should be better? Yeah. And and beat Houston at you know, you have to sweep Jacksonville and Houston is basically gonna be the deciding factor here, unless they just you know really take care of business in some of these bigger games. It's just hard to see them winning in Green Bay. You know I think Philadelphia would absolutely be favored unless the you know the Eagles take a drastic turn down. The Chargers would be favored too unless like you know, the Titans don't really have this like massive home field type of you know advantage they're gonna steal from the from the Chargers, I wouldn't think in Los Angeles. Denver could easily come into Tennessee and beat them. Mm-hmm. Since he could too. Yeah. I mean we've literally seen it. So you know it's like not <laughs> and one thing that's
1: worth pointing out here too is you know let's just say we get to this Dallas game. And they lose and maybe you're out of playoff contention going into week 18. Is that a Malik Willis situation? Do you see, you know, do they just kind of say, all right, let's just kind of see what we have here. Then now that we're out of it, that opens up the door for, you know, the Jacksonville Jaguars to possibly get one on you there too. So when you talk about sweeping the division, there is a storyline in place in that final week where you might even be playing a rookie quarterback just to see what you have.
0: Yeah. I mean, if, 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 like, if they don't win those early games, yeah. and again, we're not trying to crap on t- in Tennessee either. I mean, like, no, no it's just a not, difficult schedule. That's, yeah. It's I mean, just a really we're a hard just... schedule, especially after, you know, the early bye and then just a brutal run of games. Like, you look at that, that's, I mean, that is eye popping how tough that is. Like, who they've got to play. I mean, it's just, it's just a really, really hard schedule. So it's, you know, it's not going to be an easy run for them. Um, we'll go take the under on the Titans, right? Yeah. All right. So. Slightly lean over on the Colts, slightly an under on the Titans. As, as as Barnwell pointed out to me, you know, look, if you're taking a bet in May, actually, I don't know if Bill said this, but if you're taking a bet in May, you're better off taking an under than an over. Because there are things that can happen to change the, like, if Ryan, if Derrick Henry gets hurt in OTAs, like, I mean, just hypothetically, he tears his ACL in OTAs, like, this number is not going to be nine and a half. You know, they lose yep, some offensive perfect. linemen or Ryan Tannehill, you know, suffers an injury getting, and they have to struggle with Willis s- s-
1: s- the whole season. And a, six and a half. I mean, you're, 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 you you're could go down three games.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I think it's probably seven and a half, but yeah, you're, it's not crazy at all. Or like, you know, the Jaguar Trevor Lawrence and Davis Mills look great. You know, it's it's it, the, taking the over on the Colts, it builds in risk that if something bad happens to the Colts, you can't change that. Taking the under on the Titans, like if something bad happens to Tennessee, you probably got some pretty good value. All right, let's take a break, and when we come back, the Texans and the Jaguars next. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. I'm not supposed to point out what. Wait a minute. I'm not supposed to point out that um, that like what our YouTube commercials are on the audio podcast, but usually they're like too good, so I can't do it. So Sonic Two is streaming on Paramount Plus right now. Yeah, man. Like Sonic is like my my son's jam. Oh, there you go. Sweet. Yeah. So he like he loves Sonic. So I didn't realize it was already streaming on on um, on Paramount Plus. That's another great reason to get Paramount Plus. You don't have to go pay for Sonic into some other thing you get it you know, get all the stuff all the great factors built into paramount plus in addition to sonic the hedgehog 2 also there's a, a, a avengers reference in there i'm not sure that that's legal oh, that's um fine. <laughs> uh anywho dbo's like why why man why can't you just be a professional <laughs> uh <laughs> let's get to the i assume that I, I close my switch. My browser the next team, the Jacksonville Jaguars over under six and a half under minus 125. The Jaguars, of course, went three and 14 last year, finished with the uh, worst record in football, got the number one overall pick for the second straight season. Arguably, the most the worst coaching hire in the history of professional football by bringing in Urban Meyer firing in mid season, much ballyhooed, uh, just misstep after misstep after misstep, just comical stuff from Jacksonville, and then. There was a whole draft thing where they, you know, of course, they, you know, they drafted um, Trayvon Walker. There was, you know, buzz that, um, you know, Shad Khan might force Aiden Hutchinson on him, yada, yada, yada. They also added Christian Kirk, Zay Jones in free agency, Evan Ingram. They signed Brandon Scherf. They spent a ton of money in free agency to try and upgrade everything around Trevor Lawrence. Carlos Hyde was released because Evan Meyer was released. D.J. Chark signed with uh, Detroit, the, the former potentially stud uh, wide receiver who never really panned out. Miles Jack was released, and Andrew Norwell, another big loss, you know, replaced by Brandon Scherf, but he signed with Washington, which they really just switched places. Um, oh, Brandon Linder also retired. I, I'm kind of bullish on the Jaguars in the sense that I think, and I was talking to uh, our buddy Bill Ryder about this on his radio show on uh, Wednesday morning. And he's like, who would you rather have, Trevor Lawrence or Kyler Murray, for the next five years? Or maybe even said the rest of their career. And I was like, pretty easily, uh, Trevor Lawrence for me, because yeah. I-, I think a year ago everyone would have said Trevor Lawrence. And now, because of what happened to Trevor, like I've had people say, like, do you th- like do you think Trevor Lawrence is just broken? Like Urban Meyer just broke him. I'm like, oh. No, I don't think so. I think Yeah, I don't
1: think that there were, like, any games. I mean, again, it wasn't, like, a prolific rookie season. Don't get me
0: wrong, but it's, like, the offense was abysmal.
1: Right. I don't think that it was Trevor Lawrence being terrible. I think it was the entire operation being terrible. Like, it wasn't, like, oh, man, this, like, right out of the gate, you just go, okay, this kid can't play. I don't think it was anything like that.
0: If anything, I think it was the opposite, where it's, like, you're watching this. You know, Urban Meyer's, like, we're going to run for 200 and pass for 200. It's, like, well, that's. You're not playing Rutgers, my man. Like, <laughs> like I don't know what to tell you. Like, that's that's not going to happen every week. Uh, they, I think they actually did manage to do it one week somehow. But um, the like, like you would watch Trevor Lawrence, you be like, oh, there it is. You'd see like a couple throws a game, or like yeah, you know, at least one throw a game. Where you're like, man, like he has got that special, special talent, and his skill set, and his pocket movement, and the, his ball placement, and his accuracy, and his ability to use his legs. I mean, I just, I think it was so much on Urban Meyer. And on what was around Trevor Lawrence. And then you have this upgrade to Doug Peterson, who's a pros pro. Doug, you know, he's an, he, he is, he got the most out of Carson Wentz. Like, you know, he, this is a guy who got the most out of Nick Foles. And I think Trevor Lawrence is probably the best quarterback prospect he'll have ever worked with. And he's going to get a ton out of it. Now, I, I don't think they're going to go like 10 and seven this year. And certainly having to play the AFC West, just like with the rest of these, you know, the rest of these divisions doesn't help matters. You know, they, they get the AFC West. They also have to play uh, Baltimore in week 12. You know, of course, like the rest of the division, they get the NFC East too, which can be good and bad. I don't know, man. I, I look at this team and I think that like, I think they're going to beat Washington in week one. I do too. I, I think they're going to lose to Indianapolis in, in week two. But again, I was, as I've said, I don't think anything's off the table. And then they're, they're probably starting off one and three with road games, the chargers and the Eagles.
1: Yeah, was- one in, one in three, two and three. Uh, what is that? Two and three? You know, they, can, they beat Houston at home. They beat Houston, yeah.
0: So yeah, so I got them at two and four, and then they get the Giants. There's three straight home games: Giants, Broncos, and Raiders. I okay. kind of feel like they could go two and one in there. Maybe that's giving them too much credit.
1: That's a little too much credit. I'd say they beat the Giants, but I don't. I don't know if they're beating Denver or Vegas. Okay. Especially, yeah, I don't know about. I'm not 100 percent sure on that, but
0: that's fine. All right. So wait, we had them at two and three. And then let's say we'll give them one of the, we'll give them the Giants. So that's what uh, three and five lose at Kansas city. So you're well, that's that method, right? What did I miss there? We have them beating Washington, Houston, and the giants. So you're three and seven going into your week 11 bye. Mm-hmm. and uh, as we, as you noted, the over under here, six and a half with the under juiced five and a half feels like a better number. Yeah. Ravens coming out of the buy at home. I mean, that's tough to imagine a win. Weirder things have happened. I mean, the Ravens have lost, you know. Weirder things have happened. Tough to imagine a win. At Detroit, at Tennessee. uh, Surely they can get one there, right? Yeah, you can get Detroit. All right, so we got them at four and nine. Cowboys at home is probably a loss, right? Mm
1: -hmm. At the Jets. Yep, I could see that being a win.
0: Yeah, so five and ten. Six and ten. 16, and then they close at Houston versus Tennessee. I think they split that, too depending on what's going on with Tennessee.
1: So you're sitting at six.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't know how you can take the over six and a half and expect the Jaguars to win seven games. Like they could yeah. win seven games.
1: Yeah. Well, you're, you're expecting them to take care of business against even to subpar competition. Like the, like the Detroit's the New York's the, if the they win all World. the
0: games they might win.
1: Right. And you need to split with Tennessee. Probably. You basically
0: have to split the division and sweep Houston. It's asking a lot
1: that you're, you're asking a lot. And as much as I think that the Doug Peterson, you know, from Urban Meyer to Doug Peterson is going to be super impactful to the overall development of Trevor Lawrence, the overall production of this team in 2022 seven is a lot, even, even in a 17 game schedule. That is, that is a tall ass for them. Like you said, I would love that much more if it was at Five and a half,
0: five and a half exactly five and a half over 125, twenty I probably take six and a half. I'm, I'm not, pulling the trigger like again i like doug peterson i think he would be much i think it'll be much improved and much better coached um if trevor lawrence takes a massive leap seven wins is possible
1: and they're also and again when we talk about that wilson
0: had, might have had no Wilson had the jets at seven of ten
1: and when we talk about the um that jets game it's a thursday night in new york so you are traveling on a short week you know that's always Always, a little, pretty difficult there for them as well. So as much I mean, as we're penciling that in to be like, all right, that's going to be a competitive game. You are the road team on a short week.
0: I mean, we gave them at like they're all their easiest games. It's like at Washington, at Detroit, at the Jets. Like, it's yeah. not easy to win road games in the NFL, much less for the Jaguars. I don't think this is a one in sixteen team though, or a three in no. fourteen team. But this is not a this is not a last place schedule. It didn't feel like.
1: No, I mean, that's just the that's just the powerhouse. That is the AFC West, too. I mean, you know, your your last place teams in that division are the Raiders. And that's, you know, not going to be. Well, well, you got to play that
0: whole division. But remember, you got so they. um,
1: Right. I know what you're saying.
0: Yeah, but well, so because the Ravens finished in last in the AFC North last year. Tied with like the the Browns won the tiebreaker because they both finished eight, nine. Mm -hmm. So the Jaguars get stuck playing the Ravens. Yeah. who really could be the favorite to win that division In or should be in my mind. It's like, that's like your bonus last place game. That, I mean, that kind of sucks if you're them.
1: Yeah. And you a know? lot of people, a lot of teams have been dealing with that too. It's very similar, like with the Broncos on the schedule as well. Like not, not so much with the, with the Jaguars here, but those third place finishers that are playing the other third place finishers now are not playing a third place team. They're playing a sleeper Super Bowl team with Russell. Right, Wilson exactly. and the Broncos.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Whoever got the Broncos is like the third. It's like, wow, thanks. Yeah. I got the Broncos how fun. I I would just I would probably if I would want to monitor the Jags and see how like how they did throughout the offseason season and and see if there's like a chance that maybe you know, maybe the Jaguars can take a leap because like I don't think you need to take I don't I wouldn't want to take this under I don't think.
1: Yeah, it's kind of sitting right where you don't want it to, really. I mean, you know, like you said, if it's a game lower or a game higher, you can make a little bit of a stronger case either way. But the right. six and a half to me is just—it's a little too much because you could. We, I mean, we just kind of mapped it out there. You're sitting at six wins. Who knows if Lawrence balls out one week or there's an injury, like you say, opens things wide up.
0: Yeah, and like, it's a manageable final stretch. And, and look, like you never know, like that, you know. But two years ago, the Cowboys, you know, it's like, oh, I mean, Dak Prescott's hurt down for the season. The Cowboys are terrible. And suddenly that's a you know home against the Cowboys is like your favorite in that game. If you're Jacksonville and you're playing well, Um, I just think like I could be talked into the over six and a half plus one after seeing some stuff this all season. I cannot imagine this is going to like get juice to the over, not yeah. with this team and not, you know, yeah. like it, it's. I don't think it's gonna go down, but it's definitely not going to seven or seven and a half. Like that would be a that would no. be crazy. Unless Lawrence is just you know obliterating the offseason.
1: Right. Um, and you can't and like I said earlier when we were talking about Tennessee, that week eighteen game, you don't know who's in at quarterback there too. So I mean like that is something to take note of, but obviously you Tennessee really. could
0: also be playing like win, win and in for the playoffs.
1: It could be either side of the coin there. They could be yeah. out of it and they're throwing Malik Willis in there to see what they have or it's a must win game cuz they're trying to make it, make it into the playoffs as a wild card team or whatever or playing for a division title and they're going absolutely all out against Jacksonville they're going to get obliterated.
0: I mean look look after after your week 11 bye you have um 7 games three are at home it's the ravens the cowboys and then the titans in that final week of the season i mean this is like it's just a tough it's a it's a if you're not at if you're not at like three by the time you get to that bye it's just going to be tough to get there so be wary of the jacksonville jaguars but maybe monitor we'll see how they do if they start taking a look like they might take a step forward It's, it's an interesting team to look at the houston texans win total Coming in at four and a half after they went four and thirteen a year ago, I mean they, you know, we mentioned with the Colts they brought in Marlon Mack, they brought in Jerry Hughes, they brought in Mario Addison, they also signed Kyle Allen at quarterback. Obviously, they traded away Deshaun Watson, and you know they were able to. um, Who did they draft? They drafted saw they drafted Derek Stingley, and how am I completely blanking on their second first round pick?
1: Uh, it was Stingley in, of course, I'll forget it too. It was it? Um, I can look it up real quick.
0: No, I'll, I mean, no, you shouldn't have to do that. that. That should be my job. Um, I just completely blanked out on who they who they took. Oh, Kenyon Green.
1: Yep. There you uh,
0: go. 15th overall. They also grabbed Jalen Petrie in the second round and John Michi the third in the second round early as well for coming back and grabbing Christian Harris, linebacker, 75th overall. So, I mean, they had a ton of early picks and it, you know it looks like they got guys who could be impact players like Stingley. I mean, Stingley could be an absolute monster and could improve this team significantly, but he's also a rookie cornerback who had great tape his freshman season and then struggled with injuries and, you know, had COVID years. It, there's explanations for it. Um, I, but I, I think Stingley could come in to be a stud right away if he's healthy. And if he's, you know, you know, given the proper you know coaching and you would think Lovey Smith would be a good spot there. Of course, they, they obviously swap coaches as well. Um, you look at the Texans uh, schedule. There are eight point dogs against the Colts. So, I mean, you think the Colts win that game.
1: Yep. It's a tough first month. Yeah.
0: At the Broncos, at the Bears, home against the Chargers in week four, and at the Jaguars before a week six bye. Are they one and four or oh and five, Sully? I mean,
1: best case scenario, you're looking at two and three at the very, very best case scenario there, beating the Bears Actually, and they the could, Jaguars. I mean, you
0: could beat Chicago and Jacksonville on the road. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I could see that happening. It's, you know, I could see it more, I could see them beating the bears more than I could see them being the jaguars just because I think that the Chicago hasn't really surrounded Jesse yeah. Fields with anything and the jaguars are surrounding Trevor Lawrence with a new coaching staff that we think is going to be much better from Urban Meyer to doug peterson they've spent big in, over the course of this offseason to get travis Etienne back first round pick last year
0: i forgot to mention etm with the jaguars
1: good call. so i mean going into the bye you're feeling really good if you're at two and three
0: If you're at two and three if the Texans are at two and three you feel like you're winning this this yeah. total.
1: i'm excited about davis mills i'm, I'm yeah. he, i thought he was you know i, I obviously watched him a little you know intently when they were playing the patriots last year he was balling out. He was taking them, he was taking it to the Patriots. And that was, you know, kind of the first one where you open your eyes and say, okay, might might be somebody that they can build around here, at least for the immediate, maybe not super long term, but somebody that you can, you know, experiment with over the next season or two.
0: Well, I think keeping Pep Hamilton was huge too, because you yeah. have this offensive coordinator who's had success like he was with, you know, just the quarterbacks that he's worked with have succeeded when he's been around to help them, you know, prep and train and, and, and develop. And so that makes you think, Davis Mills could be an above average quarterback in the league. You know, they get, they bring in Kenyon green. So he's probably going to go, it depends on how things shake out, but I think he will compete with Titus Howard for the right tackle position. Although if I had to guess green and AJ can, who they signed in this off season will play the guard positions, Titus Howard at the right tackle and then Tunsil at the left. tackle. like, that's not a terrible offensive line. And, and, so, and so, if you look at it, like let's just say if best you case quit scenario, really hard, you can be like, "Hey, eh, Texas offense could be pretty good."
1: Yeah, not terrible. Not pretty yourself. good.
0: Sorry, this yeah. Texas offense could be more in, more intriguing than anyone's going to give them credit for.
1: Right, they, they could probably be the most surprising just because the expectations aren't particularly, right. you know, super high. But if you look at them two and three going into the bye, you know, you, there are two more wins that you could see on the schedule. You know, the Giants possibly, and then the Commanders later in the year. But right after, I mean, you still got the Raiders, the Titans, who again, I think at that point in the season, still obviously going to be very much in the thick of things. Philadelphia, I mean, if you're, you got to sweep the Jaguars. I think. I think that's really what it falls in. Five wins,
0: you got to sweep the Jaguars. That's
1: right. And and, you know, one of the well, you could
0: also, I mean, now look, you could, I mean, it wouldn't be that crazy if Houston beat the Dolphins in in Miami, or if they beat the Browns at home, especially if Watson, Deshaun Watson, isn't playing.
1: Well, that was the other thing I was going to mention. Is it's. We, we obviously don't know what's going to happen with Deshaun Watson, but the fact that this is coming so late in the year, Cleveland, on their schedule, right. it does expose them to a loss. If they had this – if they had Cleveland within the first six or first month of the season, you would be like, okay, all right. Well, maybe, you know, if yeah. you get a six-game suspension here or something like that, you know, that's something that we've we've talked about potentially, you know, just as a, a random guess for Deshaun Watson. Right. You're like, all right, but the further that game is later in the season, the more likely Deshaun Watson's going to be there, which, again, if, if you're – deshaun watson going up against the texans i don't i think you're gonna get his best punch
0: it, yes if you get deshaun man it's almost like they did that on purpose like deshaun watson revenge game yeah after the suspension mm. yeah i think it's that giants commanders dolphins brown stretch of four games in november and then early december that's going to decide whether they go over or under this total
1: yeah
0: two and three is kind out of the gate too by the way for a team like extremely Texas. kind yeah And then at Raiders, Titans at home, Eagles at home. I mean, maybe you could win one of those, and so you're at three and five. I'll give them the Giants win, just to kind of be curious. I'll give them a two-game win streak against the Giants and the Commanders. Actually, I guess that gets you to five, doesn't it? Wow. Mm. Hmm. If you beat the Bears, Jaguars, Giants, and the Commanders, you just have to find one more win. After week eleven, the problem is it's like Dolphins, Browns, maybe with Watson, Cowboys on the road, Chiefs at home, at the Titans, Jaguars. It basically comes out of that week seventeen, Jaguars. You need you need to have one of
1: the one of your opponents for like I forget what week it was, but that random game uh, against the the Bills and the Jaguars last year where it was like nine total points, and you just have to have a like a what is going on yeah. with Kansas City type of game, like yes. what you Whoa. know, Patrick Holmes didn't do anything like it just has to be one of those rare lovey clunkers. smith
0: defense is really just confused patrick mahomes today guys i didn't see that coming um yeah i mean i think what's the let me look and see on uh, caesar's what the also um never mind so we asked a dumb question about caesar's name um the texans are over four and a half just even juice i mean I wouldn't want to bet the under because I think the roster is improved on both sides of the ball and there's enough chances where they could pull off wins here. But I wouldn't want I just staying away from this one, I think. I mean, yeah, you, you see it all the time where teams luck into five wins. Like, it's not that crazy for a team to, you know, go out there. Like, and they'll try hard for Lovey, I think. You know, they'll they had the some better players on defense again they have an offensive if if davis mills take us, but you're basically like jacksonville you're banking on davis mills taking a, a fairly substantial step forward the problem is like with, at least with jacksonville it's, you can pin it on urban Meyer and say this is a you know former number 1 overall pick who we all every like universally regarded as a top prospect who just needs to bounce back with you know improvement in coaching whereas you know davis mills sort of has status quo with with hamilton but he also, you know, like Lovey Smith doesn't exactly inspire, you know, a high octane offense.
1: But you're also talking about, like you said, a, a first overall type of prospect.
0: Right. As opposed a to third. a former
1: third round pick in Davis yeah. Mills. I mean, you know, th- there's a reason why one went in the first and there was one that went in the third. Again, they both could be great. It could happen. But you're asking a lot for a guy in Davis Mills to make that leap. As much as I'm excited to see what happens, it's, it's going to be difficult for him.
0: Yeah, it's probably a... For me, it's a stay away until I see like the text. Like, let's see the offseason and get some verifiable, like, positive information. Or again, like if Watson is suspended the whole year, you know, I think that changes things mm-hmm. because you know you would have that opportunity against Cleveland. And you know, as you pointed out with the Jaguars and the Colts, like they get the they get the Titans in on December twenty fourth, late in the year. You know, it's possible that the Titans are very bad and that Malik Willis is playing there, and then that's a potential Texans. Uh, yeah, Texans win. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's possible the Colts are sitting everybody in week 18. Right. Like the Texans could win their final three games. It's possible.
1: I mean, you know, I'm not, I'm not I, taking I, that the seen, like,
0: Circumstances work. have to like. Yeah.
1: You, you got to play the, you know, not play the storyline, but you have to kind of play out the season in your mind and say, okay, this is how, if you think the Colts are a division favorite and you think that they're already locked up and they're in their playoff position, like you said, they could be resting everybody. If a team like, you know, uh, if the team like Buffalo already has the number one seed locked up, they yeah, already like, have to also just
0: locked into the fourth seed, you know, yeah.
1: you're just like, okay, yeah. you know, we're going to, we're going to pack it in. Jonathan Taylor's going to see zero time on the field because yep. he's ran, you know, 300 touches over the course of the season already. Yeah. That helps you a little bit.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think those final three games is what would steer me away from the under because there's a lot of, a lot of stuff out of your control. Whereas like, even if you lose the first five games of the season, and you're 0 and five going into your bye, you could still beat the Giants, the commanders, and then you know, get Willis, you know, beat the Jaguars at home. Not that crazy of an idea, and then like get the Colts, you know, playing, you know, all scrubs in week eighteen. So like like that, you wouldn't you wouldn't feel like you made a bad bet on the over on the under if that if like that's how they you know they get to week sixteen and they're two and thirteen or two and twelve, right? Like you're not you don't feel like you made a bad bet. Is that is that right? Two and twelve? No.
1: I also I also don't hate you know again I, I forget how long Caesar's keeps up the the season win totals but like if it's still up there the week six bye, and like you're saying it it is at a zero and five or anything like that that might be time to you know see what that a number three is three and a half over
0: under right because they've missed two of those possible wins yeah that's a good point I hit that um, with San Francisco last year where it was like eight and a half wins and they you know they cruised over it or maybe whatever it was yeah that's a good point like the Texans get to week six zero and five maybe their win is three and a half and you feel like. Or two and a half, whatever it is. And you right. feel like there's a couple chances on here where you can steal something. I like that idea. All right. That's it for the AFC South. Actually, ran a little long today. My apologies, Sully. No, no worries. Yeah. Uh, great stuff as always. Follow him at Tyler Sully on Twitter. Read his stuff on TBSports.com. Watch him on TBSports HQ. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We'll be back tomorrow with more wind turtles for Sully. I'm Brenton. See you guys later.